Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, it is Kat Ramirez. I am CEO and founder of Advertise and Hashtag Social Buzz. Woo! Uh, I am here live today and I have a special guest. If you looked at my notes, uh, it will give you a little uh, kind of a what is it? Glimpse of who uh, I will have as my guest today. He um, is a data mag- magician. This is a hard word for me to say. Oh my God. And, uh, and he loves talking about analytics and what you can do, the power of analytics. And let me bring my special guest on today. Hey, Lynn. Hey, How are you? Pat. How are you? I'm doing really well today, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Um, So before we get started, okay, let me just let anybody who is watching, uh, and for the first time, we are on Twitter. So if you're tuning in for Twitter, please let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a heads up. Let me know you're you're tuning in from Twitter. But right now, we are live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and um, Twitter. And that is so exciting. Oh, and YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. I don't want to forget about that. But if anybody who's watching, if they have any questions as we are having this conversation, please certainly drop a line and uh, let us know the questions that you might have. So, Lynn, give everybody a little feedback about who you are and your background so they understand a little bit about you. Who am I? First of all, I am a solopreneur. Um, a couple of years ago, decided to step out from corporate America, started off with a great big company called Procter & Gamble, moved to Wisconsin to spend 14 years with another company here. And that's really where I got into data. I am a foul, proud father of three, um, hoping that a daughter, the oldest daughter who's getting married in October, she gets through this whole pandemic thing like everybody else. And we actually pull off it. And I got one down and two more to go. Awesome. That is fantastic. So you have the nickname of a data magician. Can you tell me where that came from and how that came about? Yeah, as I've been talking to people about what I do and uh, some of the reactions that I've gotten and the people that I've helped, it really comes down to when you think about a data and or you think about a magician, and after you see a great trick, what do you think of immediately? Think, oh my gosh, how did they do that? That was so amazing. You know, not that my clients have that same wow factor. You know, okay, but but it's close enough. Um, but what I've gotten that reaction because people look at the way that I'm able to pull data out of one system into another, into another, pull it all together and show them things about their business that's going to help them make more money. It's like, it does, to them, it seems like magic. Why? Not because it is truly is magic, but they just don't know how to do it. 
So if you've at all worked with any data, you know the challenges. Data is messy. It's stored a little bit in this system and another system in a bunch of spreadsheets somewhere else. In one of those systems, it's you are Cat Ramirez. In another system, you're Ramirez.cat. And when you work through all that, that's when the true magic can happens. Okay. So um, since I know you personally, and that's why I'm going to ask some of the <laughs> questions that I know that you run into. What is the one of the biggest challenges that you run into in your day to day? Um, because how long have you been an entrepreneur with your, your field? I've been doing this uh, now for just under two years. So okay. I'm coming up it'll, in September. It'll be, I'll reach my two year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so what is one of the biggest challenge? Like when you're talking to, you know, um, mid-sized, small to mid-sized businesses, you know, what is it that always comes up? What is What always comes up is, you know, I think everyone appreciates that we are surrounded by data everywhere. We talk about it, how data is on your phone. It follows you in your, you know, it follows you wherever you are. Every time you look at something on Facebook, all of a sudden ads start to pop up. That's companies actively using data. And biggest challenge that I have is getting small to medium-sized businesses that haven't built that type of, type of capability or don't have those people in the organization really beginning to appreciate the opportunity to make more money that's in front of them that they're just not taking advantage of. Right. I, I got a call from a, a potential client um, a, a prospect back in January, and there were two things that stuck out to me with his conversation was, he said, man, I'm tired of being right. You know, he told me the story about how he got his business reviews with his people. They tell him what was going on. He said, I don't think that's exactly it. Go figure it out. They figure it out, and he comes back, and he's right. And he had a whole list of things that he wanted to do and information they knew was going to be good. But once the pandemic hit, we've not been able to progress that forward because, you know, he doesn't think that he can spend money to do that. Well, if you can't spend money and invest money in learning more about your business and how you're going to make more money, I don't know when there would be a better time than to start thinking, what can I do differently with my business? Yeah. So we have a question from Sean. He says, um, thank you, Sean, for watching uh, and asking asking a question. I appreciate it. Uh, what types of data do you start with? Oh, the, the part where I really like to start with is customers and sales reps. Because when you think about it, you go out to business, you go out to eat. When we used to be able to go out to eat, what determined the size of the check? So how much money was the restaurant going to be there? There's two sets of behaviors, your behavior as a customer and the server's behavior as the supplier. So you get those two things together and you understand how to, to change those. That's where behaviors start because I don't know about you, but I've bought an awful lot of desserts that, that have been sold to me before my entree came and I ended up taking them home in the doggy bag <laughs> and they were asked me up front. So I like to start with sales rep behavior, customer behavior. And then once you have your top line sales and you understand what's going on there, then it becomes what's going on with your margins. So now you're starting to combine things with, with cost and revenue now you can really slice and dice profit and gross margins and contributions. I know I hate to use all the techie terms, but that's it. But it's really understanding the behavior of customers determines the behavior of your profit. And if you, you know, if you're missing a piece of those, there's a whole opportunity there for you to understand. Great question. 
Right. And, and so I'm a, I'm a big believer in data and um, I know not everybody is. And it's interesting. And we had this conversation before we got live mm -hmm. was that in my industry, in marketing and advertising, there's a lot of data and people don't use it. It's underutilized and it's right. extremely powerful. So the people, how do, how do they know if they have data? Lynn, because I think some people think, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but I don't have any data. Like, how do people know that if they have it? Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Any, any, any system that you have, whether it's the email systems you send out, whether, you know, whether you have a bunch of sales that come in or orders that are going out, your purchasing information, if you run a small business, um, how you charge customers, Every day, you are literally creating hundreds of new facts about your business. And you think about those as data, and so everybody has it. The question is, what do you do with it? Right. And, and, and unless you have somebody that has the skill set to look at it or tell you what you can do with it or even how to pull different pieces of it together, what, what, you, what you really don't have, you know, what you really have if you're not using it, you got a big lead block there. And it's just sitting there. What you want to do is turn that into gold, you know, and, and actually make more money with it. So that was the ultimate you know, magician's trick, right? To turn lead into gold. That's yep. what people went after. But you have the data. Trust me, every single business has data. If you have a customer who's ordering once, twice, three times, and you have 10 different products, how often are you using those things? All that is data you can look at, at their behavior, your behavior. So if you're ordering inventory or you have vendors and things like that, right? Same thing. Absolutely. If you if you got a hard good, you've got probably got more than a than a soft, you know, than, than a service type of com company. But every every day, every organization has data. Your cash flow, how much cash is, did you have on Tuesday and not on Wednesday? Are you going to have enough two Wednesdays from now? All that's data that you can use to not only understand what happened. But you can understand why it happened. But most importantly, and this is the key thing, is you have to understand what you're going to do differently or what you should do differently. Right. You know, there's a lot of great accountants out there. And ultimately, accountants are the ones who seem to think they have the monopoly on data, right? <laughs> there's accountants that tell you what happened with your business and they, you know, they record all the transactions. But a lot of companies don't have that kind of like that more finance side, where which is more forward looking. What do I do with it? Where should I invest in my business? What should my strategies be? There are only four ways to grow your business, but I, I would almost suspect that very few of them know what they are and how they're performing against those four. Right. Well, but you hit on something, and I'm going to point this out because we did talk about this too. Okay. It's, and then this is something I do as well. And people can have the data, and then they can have a point person who manages it and facilitates it. Okay. Absolutely. I, I think the bigger question is, can they analyze it, interpret it into some type of strategy? I think at the end of the day, you know, you can have a bunch of data and you can have a point person who collects this data and they can collect and collect and collect. But if they don't know how to interpret it or create a strategy from it, it really is useless data that that company is just harboring. It's just, you know, just facilitating yeah. and harboring. That's all they're doing. Yeah, and like I said, you need somebody who's familiar with it. One of the coolest things, and before getting on getting into business for myself, I worked for a company, 
And we had, we developed some proprietary data sources and we turned that into, you know, we said, okay, our strategies are going to be based on these six different, six same things, six mm -hmm. key numbers for the strategy. Then we took those same six numbers, built them into a sales commissions program. And then we also built them into our distributor trade program. Now you had six key numbers, every, everybody in the supply chain making money off those same six things. It's yep. amazing what happens to growth when you get that type of alignment, but you're absolutely right. It's there, it's available to you. Yep. you know, it's it's kind of like walking into a gourmet kitchen. You may have all these great ingredients, but if you don't know how to put them together in even the most basic way, it's gonna, you're not gonna make much that people are gonna wanna eat. You give that to a master chef and oh my God, you're gonna enjoy something. It's gonna go, wow. Then you're gonna go to the magician show afterwards and you're gonna say, wow. And you're like, why didn't I do this earlier? <laughs> right, right. And I see that on Gordon Ramsay's show all the time because he gives them like three or four ingredients. Yeah. And then they have to make something incredible. And I can, I can, you know, I can see all the notes on a, on a piece of music. I can't, you know, I, I can't, it, yeah. you know, and, and so, but yeah, but the people, people are trained to do things. They have the ability to do certain things. And mine just happens to be look at a bunch of numbers and come up, you know, come up with interesting things that are going to help you. And the thing about it is over the years, I've learned the difference between interesting trivia and something that's really going to add value to you. Right, right. Now, in your one of your bios or one of your, um, I don't know, statements, you put in there um, that uh, too many companies are looking at like KPIs or financial statements or even customer feedback. And, you know, your point to it is you have to really align it with what the data is saying as well in order for your business to really take it to the next level, right? Take it to mm -hmm. the next level, save money, or even increase profits. Because when you start using the data in combination with these other things, you're really using the power of what you have in-house, right? Yes. And, uh, and and sometimes, you know, even, you know, there's, there's a different language between organizations. And one of the challenges that, that businesses have is marketing and sales own some of the data. Yep. Finance owns very, very similar data, but slightly different and look at things slightly differently. And the operations team are using those same products with slightly different descriptors, and they're looking at inventory movements. Marketing and sales are talking about, you know, customer shipments to customers. Finance is talking about the profitability, but at, and they're so close to working together. But right. They can be so far apart. I don't know how many business meetings and business reviews I went to. You spend more time talking about whose data is right than trying <laughs> to figure out, you know, what should we do with it? Right. Well, how many times did you walk out of a business meeting? Most of you listening that, that go to and could probably think about this. I heard the explanation. It kind of made sense, but I still don't get it. Right. You know? Or what I, this is what I love. When people come into me, it's like, well, we believe that this is happening. You know, well, out in the market, it's just kind of quiet out there. No, it's not the market talking. Your data can tell you. You just need to know what questions to ask it and how to get to it. Right. right. And unfortunately, the, the fact that it's stored in different systems makes it difficult. But that's why it's so important to have somebody on, on the staff, either at a part-timer or preferably a full-timer, and, um, you know, to help make sense of it. And the problem is once people recognize that they, ha they have this opportunity, it gets so overwhelming. They don't know where to start. And my advice is 
don't try to eat the whole elephant. You've, we've all heard that cliche, right? Don't eat the elephant, just take one bite. Yeah. Just do something small. If you can figure out how you can get people to say, we want to understand this one thing and just understand it and demonstrate that bit of success, then you know that's going to go a long way to getting everybody on board. Right, right, right. And the other thing, too, to think about is because I love when you say this, because I used to have to present my data when I was in corporate America, too. Yeah. And uh, and I was on the sales side, by the way, you know, so I had yeah. sales numbers and uh, somebody else on the finance side will say something else. And then, like you said, the, the marketing director of our company would say something else. Everybody's going to be biased to their own da- data. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, they're going to say, no, it was my department that made it do this and we're doing this. And then, do you know what I'm saying? So, yes. I, so I love that what you're saying, because you bring all of it together and tell the story. Yeah. And, you know, there, cause there's, there's a story there, but then the question that I always like to ask my clients, so this is what I see. I don't know your business. I'm, you know, I, w- I walked out of one, um, one client with four different data sets. They asked me to put together for them. And when I started playing it back to them, it's like, I don't know a whole lot about home building, but this is what I see. Now, you guys are the expert. Tell me what I'm missing. And they were surprised. And I, after the gig was over, I said, okay, what worked for you guys? Like, we didn't expect you to understand our business as well. But, you know, like, and I had finance data, right. production data, and I had customer data. You put those all things together and answered, you know, the questions that they wanted me to answer was, man, are, we're building more and more homes, but our prop, but our profits aren't going up at the same rate as we're building houses, and we're missing our cash flow forecast. Well, the answers were in there, and that their customers were getting younger, buying smaller houses. You're not going to make as much money on a small house on a big house. They let these people make a lot of changes during the construction process. So there goes their cash flow, their closing dates and cash forecast. And it was all putting it all together and said, well, here's what you can, could, or should do about this. And so it was just a lot of numbers crunching, but then it was insights that they go, wow, nobody had ever told us this before. And this was a very, very successful company. They build 600 homes a year. Yeah. So, I think that's amazing. That's great. That's a great case study. And it's a great example of how someone can find an opportunity, right? Using yes. data. And that's what it was. But but to make it but to make what I did repeatable, there were certain things that they have to do. And so really you're getting, you know, with a small win like that, a very small case study, you know, the opportunity there is to build within the organization the champion yep. or the executive sponsor who can actually make this happen because, you know, unfortunately data is not it's not sexy at all. I think it is. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, people get real excited about lots of other things. They like, they like new products. They like new markets. They like initiatives. They like doing things for the first time. Data is wonky, man. It's making all the little zeros and ones line up so you can teach them all to sing and tell stories. That's, right. that's, what, that's what a good data analyst will do for you. Right. But a, a really, a really, really good forward thinking CEO will gobble that up. Absolutely. You know, can, can you think of some now? Like, you know, Apple, <laughs> Google. Well, if they're watching, Len, you know. I, I, love, I love to ask companies, you know, people that I meet, do you know your customers as well as Amazon knows you? <laughs> and the question just stops people in their track because then they start thinking about all the stuff that the Amazon does know about them. Right. And, and, it, and it's crazy. But 
the same principle is there. Okay, Amazon has invested uh, obviously millions of dollars, but cool. I went and actually went looking one day. What's the key to Amazon's success? Because I thought they were going to say somewhere it's all about the data, right? Right. It's not there. It's, it's how they internally use all that data to do the stuff that they do oh so well. Buy and market and ship. And you know, data is not their advantage, but boy, without it, Amazon grinds to a halt really quick. Right, right. And uh, so I have to do a few more shout outs because we got people watching and shouting out and saying cool. hello. And I love it. Jenna, Jenna says hello. So good. She goes, the okay. truth. Car Carla says hi. Uh, she's watching. And then we have Marcello who says data is not sexy at all. <laughs> and he also says, Lynn, thanks for sharing your insights. Uh, so very good. Uh, I love the engagement. Keep it going. I love it. Love it. Love it. So do you have another uh, case study to share with us? Because I think people, CEOs, whoever's watching, who can utilize your service, I think they gravitate more if they can relate to some case studies that you've worked with. And the construction home is a really good one. I think that's a, a really good, you know, scenario that you just talked yeah. about. And, you know, when people think about data, it's all the numbers. But I, I did a, a quick job for just a small insurance company. They were getting all this quote information from the, you know, from their suppliers that they were putting together for their customers. And they were spending like 45 minutes to an hour just pulling their quotes together. It's entering data from something their, their customers gave them into a format that they can turn into presentation. I just did a couple of cell worksheets for them, cut that preparation time in half for them. And so, and we just, because we talked about here's a standard way that it comes in. You can, you know, move it like this. Um, another company was looking for a better sales management tool. So, okay. they, so I, this was an ad agency I worked with for one of their clients, and they had a proprietary data set. And what we ended up building for them was in a, in a data visualization tool. If you're familiar with Tableau, it's just a way of presenting yep. data. Yep. Um, we, we built a series of maps for them that their sales team can click on to see where did, not where their seeds were, but where they weren't. And could they then see an opportunity but in that area, they can say, here's where we have the opportunity. Here's our distributors, but here's the behavior of our distributors historically. Yeah. And is that going to be a good place for them to go working with? So again, it's taking new information, simplifying it down to what's important and making it easy for people to work with. I don't want to turn anybody into an analyst and nobody should turn somebody who's not an analyst into one. It's not going to work for them. Right. But if you can find out what's important to them, and actually then turn it over to them, let them go, and they go, they, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to do it a heck of a lot better than a lot of other people are going to. So are, so I'm just curious, is there a particular category of business or um, kind of um, um, an opportunity of businesses that you've spoken to and have done some research and then that you've found they don't use data and if they use data they could really rock is there a do you know what i'm saying yeah. like is there a category business that you've like kind of found in all your consulting and stuff like you're like these people are missing the boat yeah um basically it comes down to if you sell a wide range of products to a wide range of customers you have you know that you just think about all those 
potential intersections. There's an awful lot there that you can now know because every one of those products is going to come from, if you're selling a wide range of products, they're going to come from a wide range of suppliers. Some okay. of them are going to be high quality. Some are going to be second quality. Some are going to be bought on value. You're going to sell across different markets. Now you put all that together, it shows up on your income statement as one big number. But when you start breaking that down, what are the most pro profitable product lines? What are the behaviors of the customers that are your best customers? Not necessarily your biggest customers, right. but your most profitable customers. And so wherever you see that, and I love to work with privately held businesses or closely held businesses, because chances are they've, they've been successful, but they, and they have a, a good accounting organization, but they don't have that finance organization. Right, right, right. I once worked with a, a, an accounting company um, or an accountant accounting department, and this woman would just put out pages and pages and pages, a great big Excel workbook. Here's everything we need to know. People, you salespeople, go look at it. Says Kathy, please let's give them what they need, not everything you think they should know. And, and and it's just that difference. And so when you get and start working with them, you can give salespeople something that's easy to understand. Because says go do this, then you know then then it makes it easier for everybody to go off and do their skills. You know what they're what they're really good at. Right. So you know I'm just curious because. Now is the time for companies to really utilize this type of service because people are trimming fat, you know, people yeah. are ultimately trimming fat and they're cutting corners wherever they can. And I would think utilizing your service, it is an ultimate great way to trim an opportunity that they don't even realize they, they have. Yeah. And, and even, even more so, yes, you know, people are cutting back and, and this is unfortunate. It's like, okay, where can we, you know, where can we save money? Yeah. But right now, chances are the customers that you were serving four months ago, that set of customers is going to go through a lot of change. And so you're better off understanding where they where you were, who's still with you, and what's happening with them, because then you're going to figure out, okay, what are you going to do next? You know, everyone likes to talk about the pivot right now, but understanding where you've been. Yep. Where you are now is going to give you some insights as to where you're going to go. And then let's face it, businesses don't often, or they go out of, they go out of business a heck of a lot more because they run out of cash yep. than, than not being profitable. I think we, you know, you probably have all heard that, you know? And so are you forecasting your cash? Do you have a forecast of what you expect your sales to be? Where are they going to come from? Because again, once you get your income statement, if, it's, if you don't know what you are expecting or what you're comparing to, that one number, that one data set is not going to do much for you. You have to put it in some type of context of what did you expect. And if it come in comes in less than you expect, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. You can't do anything about it after it happened, but you should be right. looking and building that, that, that forecasting capability and some basic analysis, but understand where you are now. Exactly. No, that sounds great. I love that. that is yeah, awesome. these are these are really weird times. And if you know, if you're not thinking about this stuff in a forward-looking way and using every investment that you have right now, just think about how much money your your company spends collecting, protecting, and storing all that data. Right. You know, we don't want anyone to hack us because they're going to get our data. Well, <laughs> if you're not willing to use it yourself, maybe someone else can actually use it for you. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
but it's, it's, it's using it. That's right. You know, well, we pay a lot of money to store it. So, you know, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, okay. So some other uh, thoughts I had on this is, do you have a success in regards to the outcomes? Do you have anything you want to share as far as outcomes? Like you saved a company, you know, $3 million or whatever, whatever. Do you have anything like that you want to share without disclosing any names? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can look, you can look back at a few of the clients that have really taken to heart what we, what we talked about. And um, you know, I mentioned the the one company that we're really building out all the KPIs that we built in the six numbers that were aligned. They literally began to, they, they doubled their growth rate in sales for a period of three years. Wow. The challenge is, it's amazing that the people actually have this work done for them. Yep. And they they can't make the decision to go forward and, and keep doing it and, and progress it. Because even once you know it, yep. then it's hard. Because all of a sudden, what does data do? It provides the basis for a strategy. It becomes a core capability, but also it affects your culture. Right. And if you start doing that, now you start affecting the culture, and you're going to hold people more accountable. Well, does that go against our culture? Does that reinforce our culture? Does it point to capabilities that we should be investing more in? You know, do we another, need to take another look at the strategy? Because a lot of companies, they do their strategic plan, their annual plan. It sits up on the shelf. They never look at it again. Right. I love that you say that because we use data to hold ourselves accountable. And I like saying that because people need to hold people accountable. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of times people, you know, in marketing don't know what they're buying. And if the company that they bought, whatever goods or products or services, don't hold themselves to some type of accountability based on some kind of data. What was mm-hmm. the point? And then, you know, you, then you can reward on that too. And right. it's easier to say, man, you did a great job because your sales were up 10% or, you know, you missed your, you missed your sales objective by, by 5%. This is why you're not making you know as much money as you wanted to this right. year. Sorry about that, but this is what we agreed to. And there is that basis for understanding it. And, I would much rather have a review that said, you know what, I did well according to what we've been able to measure. Because in some way, shape, or form, if you can do it, it can be measured. It's right. hard. It really is hard sometimes to come up with that, that number that you think is going to be good to, to work with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, get, get creative and because the answers are there. Right, right. Okay, we're wrapping up. We I usually stop mine at 30 minutes. And we, we've gotten to 30 minutes so quickly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to run out of things to say, but you keep going. <laughs> so I guess before we wrap it up, you know, what opportunity do you have today for anybody who's watching or even watch the replay? Like what opportunity do you do a free consult? Do you, is there a questionnaire on your website that people can do to say, hey, I'm a good candidate for this? Or, you know, what, what opportunities do you have? Yeah, what I'd like to be able to offer folks, if you know, if you want to get together and chat for an hour, we can certainly discount the you know the the rate for that that initial consultation. If you can go out on you can go out on the website, and there is a data assessment out there, and it's a data capability assessment or something like that, and it's ten questions, you know, and it basically says you know rate rate your business, rate yourselves on a on a scale of one to ten, and if you don't score very high, we we should chat. But in the meantime, if this has spurred any thoughts about your business, you want to have a conversation of it, um, reach out to me and we'll discount the, the, the normal two-hour introduction or, or an hour introduction at a rate 50% off. 
which I think is is kind of exciting. But you know, uh, I had a friend who did something like this before. He said, "Man, I offered, I offered something for nothing, and nobody called and said, well, if, it, if you, it's not worth anything, <laughs> right. you know, so we're going to ask for somebody. You know, hey, make a minimal minimal investment of your business." Um, and I, I guarantee you that if I cannot help you in any way, shape, or form, and tell you something that could be helpful to you, then I will not take I will not take your money at all. But if it's oh, nice. you, make a you know let, let's make an investment in your business. Right, right. No, that's awesome. And I would challenge anybody, especially if you're a CEO or you're running your business, and um, to fill out the the form. I think you have nothing to lose to find out where you are in that questionnaire. I think yeah. that's, that's a great opportunity there. Yeah, so the, so um, I am Link Rise, the Data Magician. The name of my company is Data to Profit, which actually came before the magician, but it actually worked out pretty well because it is. It's taken all this data, the number two profit, and so it's L Karazi. See my name there on the screen, L C O R A Z Z I, at data the number two profit dot net. And also, you can find me on LinkedIn, and there you find all my contact information, phone number, email address, everything. Yeah. And I have tagged you and I'll tag you again on all the posts and drop your links just so that if anybody is uh, looking for you, I will certainly drop the link so they can have access to you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for participating and uh, all the questions and shout outs. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you, Lynn, for spending a half hour with me. I appreciate it. Well, again, I appreciate it. And thanks to all the listeners you have out there. And and just to let everyone know, I've been partnering with Kat for, for a while now and it's gone really well for us. And I thank her for this opportunity to be part of her show. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Have a great day. And until next time, you got this. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear. So please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money. And not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.